Hello again to another episode of Stream of Thought, episode number 206. And today, yes, we have been off for a little bit of time because, well, I ended up moving from Chicago to New Jersey, working on some ministry stuff out here. So Victor and I have a chance for the first time in a couple of weeks to catch up, check in, see how things are going. It's always good to reconnect with friends. We cover the gamut. And I think that there are some fun stories that you all are going to enjoy. So with that being said, episode number 206 of Stream of Thought. As always, we hope you enjoy. So, okay, first of all, before we start... I'm kind of curious about this change of background for I you. I knew you were this going is, to ask this that. This is a little new. I feel, I feel I like... I knew you were going to ask it. You you know about my transition, but I I cannot start this episode without questioning what the hell is going so, on behind you. I, I really want to show you. I can't show you. I can't pick up my computer and move it around because the uh, USB cable from the mixer to the laptop is only one foot. Otherwise, I'd love to turn it around and show you. But that's my kitchen back there. So yesterday I spent all day cleaning my apartment and I just needed a change. Like it just it, the feng shui was off. I needed a change in energy. And all that I did was I just moved my desk from one wall to the other. So it's next to my bed. And then I moved the futon that was uh, parallel with my bed to the wall where the desk was and I got rid of like this old desk. So I have some more space and that's why you have the background back there is because I'm on a different wall and all those checker, the checkered that you see above the wall, those are old Instagram photos that I got printed from Walgreens. They're four by four inches. And so that's why they look, they look checkered because I didn't want to put them all next to each other. So I have them spaced out. I was, I was going to say the, the space behind you looks infinitely larger than oh. our normal setup. You're you're and still in the also, same location because my computer is now sitting lower. It was on the shelf that was on my desk, and now I have it on the actual desk because the monitor that I had, I had it on the shelf off to the right, and now I have it centered. And so my computer uh, is sitting. Looks like you're Dude, in a totally different so apartment. Much more space now. I have this coffee table. Well, I mean, I'll show it to you after the episode. I can't, it's, I can't, I really want to have you have, see a video of it. And unfortunately people are just listening to me sound like a dumbass saying this wall over here and then moving that and adjacent or parallel. It's like, sorry, <laughs> I can't provide any photos. So we'll just, you know, that's what I did. So, so here I am in New Jersey. Holy cow. I've been here for, okay. I think about a week now. This is kind of more of a long-term thing right now, uh, where I've got weddings lined up through the end of the year and... So I arrived and kind of am trying to orient myself as to what's going to happen for the next six months. It could be a short-term thing. It could be a longer-term thing. I don't know. But it has been a freaking nonstop journey since I arrived. It's crazy. It has been crazy. Absolutely nuts since the moment I touched down. And I want to start out. Before I got here... Uh, I was like, okay, so I've had so many flight difficulties. I was just like hoping and praying that there wouldn't be any issues whatsoever with the flights. And it turned out 
everything was on time. I got through the security checkpoint fine. I got onto the plane fine. We took off on time, arrived on time. Everything was perfect. And then I see on the news or whatever, there was like a couple articles that there was like this massive outage. Literally six hours after I had taken off, and so like four hours after I had arrived, that Southwest had a massive computer shutdown and the entire fleet was grounded for about 24 hours. And then there was a backup and the next day there were also computer issues. I don't know because my my first wedding was going to be on a Saturday and had I not taken that 6.40 a.m. flight, I might not have actually gotten to New Jersey by the time of my wedding. That would have been an absolute disaster. So I get here hit the ground running immediately and it's great the first night end up showing up uh joe picks me up from the airport get settled in i i had stayed with him back in november when i had the wedding and had to drive cross country for that fun episode and you know every time that i've i've come out east he's kind of hosted me and so right now i'm kind of uh hovering thing you're in limbo like yeah kind of kind of in limbo that that was that that's kind of the place where I am right now, and he he could not be more gracious in having me here. He set up this entire space kind of as my own room. It, it's this relatively he's got a three floor house, and so basically the the bottom floor he said is yours. He's got a bed set up. He's got a fridge. He's got every you know everything that I could possibly need uh, just to kind of you know have it as my own kind of apartment type thing and <laughs> i feel i feel kind of bad because it's like seven times bigger than yours than my apartment <laughs> i feel so bad about that yeah, yeah you have an entire basement of it's course pretty large <laughs> of course it's bigger you have an entire basement in new jersey and i have a studio so... apartment off hollywood boulevard but don't feel bad i'm happy for you i think it's awesome that you um have that you know somebody who's so gracious and wants to host and I can and don't feel bad because he wants to do it. It's always odd when somebody is so gracious and you think like, no, I don't deserve this for whatever reason they think you do, whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, monetary, non-monetary. It can be like, you can know the person, you cannot know the person. But what I've learned is what I do is I will deny Right, I will deny to be polite, and also because I do believe, like, oh, thank you, that's so kind of you. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And then they always respond with, "Are you sure?" They try again, and I won't deny more than one time because I am then denying them the experience of a reward for just or, being. Or a nice denying person. their hospitality, saying, "I don't want your hospitality." Yes. Like you, d- you don't yes. want to be of that mindset, right? They're 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 extending graciousness, and they're doing it with in those instances in when you can sense that that the joy to have them kind of in in your orbit, like in your yes. immediate orbit. It's like okay, well, if they actually genuinely, and that's always the question that I have is, do they genuinely want me here? And the moment that I arrived, it's like nothing could be more certain as to they genuinely want me here. And so, like, basically, what it comes down to is that. Um, Joe and his partner are living kind of on the top floor, and then his sister is living on the middle floor, and they had this whole basement area kind of uh, 
guest room and it's also used actually because it's on the ground level used for um post uh post sunday services when they have before COVID anyway when they had people come in it would be a, a place of gathering there's like oh, a bar over there very and there's cool. a, you know a, ki- a kitchen space so and so this was uh this was kind of the social hall it's you know because the chapel is super small it's literally just the the altar and then the pews and then here is the social hall. And so you, you come around. And so basically, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sharing this space right now. We don't know when we're going back to that kind of social hall thing. So that's something that I'm keeping in mind because I'm I'm not the most tidy person. And I can kind of let things kind of get out of hand when it comes to clothes or just putting stuff, you know, keeping it tidy and oriented. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's uh, it, I think it'll be a good learning experience for me in that regard. So... Yeah, I I get in, and the first night was absolutely phenomenal, because uh, not only did uh, Joe and his partner and uh, and his sister come down to kind of the patio out front, uh, but there were also a couple of people from the, the church who were there as well, and so it was just this, this really casual, uh, small small gathering, something that I, I really haven't experienced more or less since covid um not that i'm a super social person to begin but with you're in your element if it is a church event and it is social you are totally in your element same situation except your niche is so incredibly specific and i gotta say folks i've seen him in his church environment and you just he's just going around talking to everybody everyone knows who he is floating around a focal point if you may it- it's a, it's a particular language in the same way that when I saw you at your various acting classes at uh, oh, in, right. in Chicago, where you'd go in and it would just be right. Yeah, you like know your environment. You're you're so comfortable and just knowing your environment. Yes, great way to put it. Knowing your environment. That was so much fun. And then come the next day, right next morning, that's when things get crazy because I've got I've got two weddings on the weekend and. I am I haven't I hadn't done a wedding. Well, I did a wedding in Chicago, but that was for the other Victor in Chicago, um and that was kind of a different experience, but the last one that I'd done before that was in November when I did the the road trip. And so I'm like, "Oh, I have a lot of rust to shake off. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I I don't know if I'm kind of up to speed with the whole Catholic lingo, um making sure that everything because uh, one of the weddings was super complicated. I'll get into that later. And, and so I had this question as to, I don't know. I'm not certain. And so Joe, being the kind soul that he is, decided that he would take me along to his his weddings. The thing with the the church weddings that we do here is that they are spread out all across New Jersey, all across the kind of the tri-state area. So like um new york new jersey that that kind of region (laughs) i'm gonna stop and take a moment because i know you would do the same to me taking jabs at each other the whole tri-state area new york new york new jersey and i'm thinking oh what's the third one he's gonna tell me the third one and he doesn't you don't know the third one (laughs) i don't know the third one they call it the tri-state area they call it the tri-state area no i don't know either and and you no, and you know what though? But we're both from the Midwest. There's no reason for any of us to to know that, right? <laughs> like, just like if someone says, keeps talking about 
let's say the Dells. We went to the Dells, the Dells, the Dells. No one knows what that means unless you're from the Midwest, right? Yes. But anyway, I just I'm so I had to, I'm sorry I had to take an opportunity to do that because I was listening to another episode sometime somewhat recently or maybe I was editing one, and you took a jab at me and I was like oh son of a bitch and I left it in but it's just it's funny. Okay, so kind of total side note, uh, my mom said that there when I said tri-state area, she's like oh so you mean uh, Illinois, uh, Iowa, and Wisconsin. That's that's what you mean by that. And I was like, I'd never heard of a Midwest tri-state area. I like, I don't know if no. you'd ever heard of that, but I was like, she's like, that's that's what I always. Re- I I don't remember if it was those exact states, but she was like, that was the tri- that that's the tri-state area. I don't I even know. know. I mean, so, maybe. Anyway, I have I tri- have no idea, but I just looked it up real quick, quick, and I think it's Connecticut. Oh, you're right. It actually is Connecticut. It it is actually because Tri-state. I'm on a call with somebody from Connecticut on the on the Illinois, white collar support group. Iowa, so yeah, they they call it the tri tri state area. Anyway, so you're in New Jersey, and here we go on this fucking meaningless digression. <laughs> Doesn't mean shit. Sorry, I completely derailed the thing by pointing that out the flaw. That was my fault. I completely fucking derailed it. Dead space. Just pick it up however you want. Dead space and just pick it up however you want. We'll just pretend like I never fucking interrupted you because it just... Gong, 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 gong. Like when the fucking library stacks fall over and I think it's the mummy. I don't know, but there's some... Mo- or Indiana Jones. Whatever. Sorry. My fault. You're in the... Tri- so... <laughs> you're in the tri-state area. You're in New Jersey. I'm sorry. I'm having a really good time with this right now. Yes. So in, in New Jersey, and the whole point of that is that, so some of the weddings are relatively close, but the closest one is like 45 minutes away. The longest one is like three hours away, sometimes even further, sometimes all the way in freaking Pennsylvania, three and a half, four hours away. And so most of what Joe has to do is just drive. He's driving, and sometimes he's got weddings where he'll have two or three a day. He'll be driving for probably six hours, seven hours, eight hours a day, and then doing, you know, getting there and being at the wedding for like an hour and a half. And he goes from six in the morning until nine at night, just nonstop. And that's something that's going to take a little, little bit of, like, readjusting to because he has endless energy and he just keeps going and going and going and going and going like he's he's gotta have that engine running i was just like i mean i used to be like that kind of i mean i i had boundaries and you know kind of had a start and stop time but that's i mean a, a 15 hour day but he loves it dude he loves it it sounds like he loves marrying people and driving around and doing god's work the way that i love roller skating because Honestly, I would love to roller skate for 12 or 15 hours in a day. I can only do about four or five. And after about four or five hours, I just hit a wall and it's just diminishing returns. So much effort to do the most simple things. And after five minutes, I don't feel like doing it anymore. But anyway, that's the type of level I'd like to get to. But he loves it. He loves it. He's addicted to it. So what he did uh, for like three days before the, the weekend or whatever – he took me to a bunch of different weddings. Uh, one was a rehearsal, and then two were weddings where he just wanted to, me to like see the process, you know, to to interact. Plus, I think also he likes me here because I'm kind of auxiliary support. Because a lot of times too, people think of the Progressive Catholic Church as 
not serious or whatever it is like oh i've never heard of that they must not have you know it must just be this one dude who says it's the progressive catholic church or whatever and here he comes with a another a young a young priest by his side holding his stuff like kind of the intern <laughs> or uh sidekick support right hand man i would prefer sidekick yeah. thank you no thank i know you what you do much. is above an intern but i mean i'm thinking thinking of it the way you described it, I was thinking of it as if I was a spectator it and I'm seeing you way, behind though. him and he's just throwing your coat and you're like fumbling to try and that I was imagining that in my head as like like a something out of a cartoon. But yes, sidekick, right hand man, a few several steps above intern, my mistake. I was going to say it vacillates between the two. Sometimes it does feel like I'm kind of the intern, but you know, I've got I've got the collar on. You know, I'm I'm looking all professional and stuff like that. And actually, <laughs> all right, I'll get to this in a minute. Well, actually, no, I'll, I'll share it now. That uh, Joe w- was looking at my wardrobe that I brought from Chicago, and you know me, right? I'm I'm I already know the direction that this is going to go in. What did he say? I want to hear in your words though between both fashion and frugalness what what are your thoughts on my particular attire as you know me hands down the arrow is going to the hard right for frugal hard right off the spectrum going going you know hey man i'm not gonna deny the fact that most of the clothes that i own i've owned for about three four but you don't value I I haven't really gone clothes shopping in years. But you don't value looking stylish, and that's okay. It's just, you don't value looking stylish. I've spent, uh, I mean, I don't spend crazy. I've never spent crazy amounts of money on clothes, but I like clothes that are stylish, and I buy them sometimes. And now that I'm starting to do these high class weddings, and by the way, these weddings, might I add, in in this particular area of both New Jersey and New York, guess what the what the let's say donation to the church would be requested ten thousand dollars i don't know i i don't know it's like a thousand dollars on average on average and then you add in all the travel expenses and and all the other like extra stuff that they would want to do too so it's it's around that range the point is though is that the expensive cost of that i anyway that i think of as getting a minister to do a wedding that's like it's it's insane for me like that's not something that i would be comfortable with and joe tells me that is just one percent one percent of the entire cost of a lot of these weddings it is the cheapest thing to find a minister to officiate and these are let me tell you dude these are weddings that are beyond anything that i've ever seen at least in the midwest but it is they have i would say minimum minimum three but average of like five to seven photographers and videographers at the wedding typically you know anywhere from 100 to 250 people at these weddings shrimp bars and um like oyster bakes and all like all these extravagant things that I didn't know was kind of a, a typical thing. I get to go along with Joe and and see the environment. And you know me. I mean, I'm going to be me 
regardless of the situation. So I'm not really intimidated by wealth. I'm not really intimidated by the fact that, oh, these, these couples are paying quite a bit for this wedding. It's, you know, I'm, I'm going to be me and interact with them in the, in the same way that I would. So it was good in those first couple of days to go along. There was a rehearsal and then two weddings that I went along with. And I will say going, going to those, uh, particular venues, there was a element of people being impressed. There's not just one priest there. There's two priests. Oh, wow. This makes it extra holy. Oh, this must be, this must be really serious. And I think Joe likes that too, because it's, it's good, you know, it's good publicity for the church and all that. So, you know, I, I get, I get to kind of be his wingman and just enjoy the experience. So yeah, it was, it was a good warm up for the whole nice. situation. That's the, that's sweet that what you just described, that's just, that was that particular wedding that happened, or that's like the style that you were saying. That's, that's the, standard. the standard. And the summer just started. Rick's is going to be eating a lot of oyster bakes and shrimp cocktail. <laughs> so much shrimp. I've had so much shrimp this past week. You have no idea how much shrimp I've had. And I love shrimp too. It's just like, I wonder. Oh, this is great. I wonder if any of them. Uh, it'd be so crazy if if they also have lobster. Just people with holding up. I'm sure all sorts of seafood. Just walking around, waiting for you to. Man, I love lobster too. No, they definitely do. They have. They, you know, at least a dozen people at every single one. Walking around the the play platter, platters of all these exotic foods and all these like super fancy things that you would find in these, these four and five star restaurants. And they're just, you know, walking around, Hey, you want some? And, and that is just wow. the cocktail hour. Too. That sounds amazing. Then you, then you get to the dinner and that's, that's a whole different situation. So anyway, my, my goal of losing a little bit of weight <laughs> is not going well, considering <laughs> I have been just nonstop going to these weddings and cocktail wow. hours afterwards. <laughs> and then, well, and then, yeah. So the, the, the other thing too, is that I, I haven't had to drive to any of them, either the stuff that I've gone to with Joe, Joe drives. And then the weddings I've gone to, I've had people drive me too. I'll get into those stories a little bit later. And so Joe is always like, oh, just, you know, have a couple of drinks, you know, just, you know, take it, take advantage of the opportunity because every single one of them, it's an open bar. There's not a single one of them where it's a, a pay for, you know, pay for drink or anything like that. It's just straight up open bar. And Joe is always just like, hey, if you're not driving, enjoy enjoy the experience have have a glass of wine have have two have three you know embrace that have have a bunch of shrimp have wow. a bunch of lobster uh, have, have those steak bites yeah it it's it's really nuts dude and so you know the the point though that i was trying to to take in was how weddings worked and some of the things that the complications that might come up because that was the thing that I was most scared about for these weddings was not knowing if there was a question that came up and I wouldn't know the answer to. And Joe, Joe's advice was something to the extent of just you're, you're the boss. You're, you're the priest. You're the one who's marrying it. So you direct people, right? 
aside from the maitre d or if there's kind of a wedding planner or whatever like you defer to them in regards to the entrance of the ceremony but as soon as the ceremony starts or if there's anything about placement and stuff like that you have total autonomy in trying to to do that and so as opposed to previous times when i came out to the east coast and I and Joe would leave me in kind of the lobby as he went to go talk to the bride and stuff like that. He actually took me with this time. Um, and so I got to see the interactions and know about things like there are certain things such as signing the wedding licenses before the wedding begins. Because after the ceremony is concluded, everyone's going to the cocktail hour. Everyone's going to be socializing. No one wants to kind of break off and do all that stuff. Take care of the paperwork beforehand. Make sure all the documents are, you know, in order. Uh, just just get that out of the way. Make sure that everyone kind of has at least a general sense of, in the wedding party, of what they're doing. And to just be assertive in that in that environment. And so that that gave me a little bit of a little bit of gusto uh, as I was heading into my my first my first saturday wedding i i <laughs> uh, yeah I, I was i was a little i was a little bit nervous i just want to say how quickly i observed when we started when you were saying how it's been so crazy and i'm thinking uh-oh but you were smiling the whole time so you've enjoyed all of this and i'm telling you it's like dude i freaking told you everything's going to be fine so continue so now what's happening so so you've experienced what it's like to have another one of these weddings under your belt and to have the guidance of father joe once again you're living in his house he's got this uh basement set up for you that's very well set up as it used to be a social hour type hangout prior to the pandemic you're feeling good about yourself what's next all right, so so kind of the chronology. I won't date it, but day one, wedding rehearsal. Day two, wedding with with Father Joe, and day two, wedding with Joe. Day three, wedding with Joe. And these are we we had to commute two hours to and from. So we're in the car together for two hours each way. I don't know about you, man. I don't know if I could stand to. <laughs> <laughs> that much time with with anybody it's it's fun though because i don't know there was there was one day where we he actually allowed me to play my music and i don't know uh you know some some of the more upbeat like my my pump up music or running music or whatever pandora so it was totally randomized and stuff like that he totally was not digging it but he allowed me to do it both directions <laughs> i was like yeah all right okay this is gonna be fun and so, despite despite the countless hours that I had traveled, um, you know, for for Joe's weddings and stuff like that, it's like okay, you know, the experiences were great. Then it comes to my wedding day four is my first wedding back in New Jersey, and I I am I don't know externally I felt like. I've done this before. It's going to be okay. Not going to be an issue. I've got all the everything that I need to know. And yet at the same time, I was kind of having these nightmares like these these waking dreams of like all the horrible things that could go wrong. I was like, am I lying to myself? 
I, I'm telling myself that I'm cool and I'm chill. It's all going to be fine. And at the same time, I'm waking up in these, like, cold sweats of, like, oh, my God, what, you know, what's going to happen if these, if, if this, that, the other thing goes wrong? And so, and so the, uh, the first wedding actually was only about a half an hour away. And this is where the story, I don't know, gets fun, uh, is that Joe decides, because he can see that I'm nervous, even though I'm not admitting it to him, that I should get there about an hour and a half early. And so Joe, being Joe, always changes it just a little bit earlier. So so now it's not just an hour and a half early, but now it's an hour and 45 minutes early. Nope, now it's two hours early. And so the person who comes to pick me up on the first day shows up, you know, two and a half hours early because it's a half an hour ride. And so we get there two hours early we arrive in the parking lot, and we're looking around. Is this the place? It's it's a relatively small building, and I'm is yeah, it's, it's the place. And so I go in, and they have this electronic board that shows the venues and events that are going on. I don't see a wedding event there, and so here I'm wandering around the halls, just trying to trying to find kind of an office or something like that. And it's all the way tucked back in the corner, and I say, "Hi, I'm here for the wedding." And I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm dressed in all my clergy gear and stuff like that. And so everyone knows that I'm an officiant of some sort. I said, hey, is this where the wedding for today is taking place? Oh, yeah, no, this, this is the place. But what I'm seeing is that there's like a, a baptism celebration and then a confirmation celebration taking place are the only two events that I see on the thing. And... He said, oh, no, yeah, they'll they'll be done in about 45 minutes. And I looked at my watch. I was like, uh, oh, okay. Turns out, so I had arrived two hours early, and the wedding couple had changed their time to an hour later without letting me know. So I was there three hours early, and there was a, an entirely other, you know, another event Met multiple other events going on at that time. And I was like, I, uh, okay, all right. So I'm here, I'm here three hours early. I have no idea what I'm going to do for three hours because I, I drove can you? only review my materials so much. Uh, one of the, one of the parishioners from, okay. from church, uh, who was actually at the, the so gathering then when I had arrived. Moving so, forward, do they and, have someone drive you every time? Right now, that's kind of what it is because I don't have a car here. So, a lot of it is just, yeah. If if it's kind of convenient to, because we have we have a pretty broad array of people who are able to kind of assist in that, because Joe Joe has that sometimes too. So we make it work. Um, Got it. it is. Dude, that sucks. I would never go to that. Too. I would never get tricked into going somewhere two hours early when it's only thirty minutes away. Honestly, if it's only thirty minutes away. Leaving one hour in advance, I think, is sufficient, but to be safe, hour 15. That way you're there 45 minutes. You're there 45 minutes early. Even if you have a 15-minute delay, you're still there 30 minutes early. Give the people, you know, they're not going to want to wonder, where's the the minister? Where's the minister? Where's Where's the minister? So, I mean, hour and a half tops most. Exactly. Hour and a half tops, dude. So they were there a whole hour early, but wow, 
That is very unfortunate. And kind of on that note, too, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the the minister arrives like a half an hour beforehand and just checks in with a couple and, you know, goes over whatever, you know, all said and done. So I'm just sitting there. And the worst part about it is because it's such a small building and with poor air conditioning, it's it's kind of an older building, too. Um, they had the door held open. And so you have blasts of hot air and it's out on the East Coast. It's, it's like 90 degrees and humid. And so you have this air just pouring into the space. And here I'm going back and forth just trying to set things up after an hour and a half after everyone else has left and they're setting up for the wedding. I'm trying to just organize things and make sure that all the stuff is in place because the the bridal suite and the actual place that the ceremony is taking place totally two different locations and on top of that i think your gear is like what 85 percent polyester 15 percent nylon like you know right zero cotton and and honestly too my nerves are probably contributing to it just a little bit as well uh and so i'm you know i'm just like okay so when are they arriving you know uh, just make sure everything's in place go back and forth go back and forth all this and so by the time the groom arrives i'm already just like i'm i'm glistening and it's super gross i'm and so i asked somebody uh do you have you know paper towels or, or a napkin or something like that no one offers me one of those handkerchiefs um you know cloth napkins where i can just like yeah like a like a handkerchief or or just like a uh um like a one of those towels that you set with the silverware right like yes. i could use that anything. right something that that won't show anything. all the grossness Newspaper. anything at all <laughs> and so they, they well no they give me these small the cocktail napkins and so i'm going like wiping and then it comes down again and i'm wiping and i'm wiping and i go through <laughs> oh my god and so the the groom ends up showing up and uh try to like coordinate everyone just go through kind of final logistics make sure everything's good and this couple is a super catholic couple but of course, it's not. They can't, it can't be a Roman Catholic wedding because Roman Catholic weddings only take place in a church building, and so if it's a Catholic wedding, people are always going to have the question as to, are are you a Roman priest? What business do you have here? They're questioning you, questioning how how much validity do you have? Ah, I see. They're they're asking me. Oh, so I went to I went to Seton Hall, which is a Catholic university. I went to Notre Dame. I went to like, do you know this priest or that priest or the other priest or something like that? It's like, like even if I was Roman Catholic, like fuck, I, Roman Catholics <laughs> don't all know each other. So why would you know? Why yeah. would you be asking that question? But I can't tell you. I I was asked that question probably about a dozen times over the course of the night. So getting everything set up. There's probably a good 150 to 175 people at this wedding, uh, and so it's a it's a super Italian gathering to so like very boisterous, very uh, energetic. Boisterous, that's a great word. Very loud and obnoxious. I mean, boisterous. <laughs> <laughs> they were not obnoxious whatsoever. They were they were no. such a they honestly I they were it. very delightful. They, sure. Everyone was super friendly. I, yeah, yes. I, like genuinely, I really have nothing bad to say about the, the people who attended this wedding. Um, and so as we're getting ready to go, I'm still going back and forth, just making sure timing's right and making sure all everything's coordinated. And 
I'm just going like I just can't I can't stop sweating. And that is the thing that so when I get ready for the wedding, I'm not wearing just my my collar, but I'm also wearing an alb. Do you know it's what an alb the, is? Like the sash that goes around your neck and down your torso? No, no, no. That that's 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 a <laughs> I've never heard those words before. And an alb that? what is it? Alb? Okay. Tomato, tomato, so, so, scarf. So, so an alb is. is, <laughs> is <laughs> okay. So the stole is the scarf, and what's the alb? And, the alb. The, the, the alb is the gown. Oh, that's Let, right. Let's put okay. it that way. It is the gown. It's, it's the gown. It's, it's the, white. It's, it's, it's the, white. It's it has the like white a gold gown. trim. Sometimes yes. I think I, I've seen you. I've seen okay. sometimes. Yeah, my, my, right. mine is just straight up white. Yeah, and and so so I've got I've got my my clerical shirt on. I've got my my alb my my <laughs> dress on. I've got my stole on, and then I've got the uh, for your sake. I'm just going to call it the sa- the sash the the rope sash that they tie around. Sometimes the oh, it's like the gold like right? a like a it's like a cord type. Uh, it looks it looks like yes, <laughs> those things exactly. that look like yes. they hang on uh, on really nice looking uh, blind. They're not blinds. What curtains? <laughs> <laughs> there, I can see it now. Back in the day, they're walking down, uh, you know, the road, and their sandals, wipe, you know, dusting their feet, and they see it through the store. Ah, I, I think I'll add this fine piece as well. And then, you know, two thousand, <laughs> three thousand years later, here we are. <laughs> Sorry, you can just erase all of that. I can't. I can't not make a joke. So I, I've got everything set. I'm looking. I'm looking damn fine, ministerial. I'm look. I'm looking like a. I'm looking like a boss, and that helps. I don't know. Okay, so I have a question for you. When you dress a certain way, like when you dress up in in finery, I know you probably don't do it too often. Suit, tie, or whatever it is. I mean, I'm sure you've got your own manner of uh, of of looking fine. You take on this energy that's kind of like I am in charge, Absolutely. or I am the boss, or I, you know. Absolutely, and that's how you felt when you were wearing all of that, like the boss. Well, I mean, you're so noticeable. You're you're wearing you're wearing a gown, like a white gown, <laughs> with a with, with a sachet around you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, every, you know, every, everyone uh, was super pleasant. The problem was, and so I I hate to harp on this, but the the problem that i was so like I, I just couldn't stop sweating because it was just it was so humid indoors i'm like there's no airflow there's no nothing and i you know i did not drink enough water beforehand and so i i find myself after you know three hours of being in the space of just very very humid and hot space i find myself like kind of shaking a little bit my hands are just not you know whatever and so we start off the service. Everything's going kind of good, aside from the fact that my face is kind of glistening. We get up there, and I'm going through it. And unfortunately, I, t- I tell the couple to, like, look at each other. And this is a packed room, too. I mean, there's so, it's probably, yeah, probably the biggest wedding that I've done so far. 
and everyone's in kind of high spirits and all that. And so in my mind, the thing I'm thinking about is I want to make this a pleasant experience, not just for the couple that I'm marrying, but for everybody else. And one of the things that Joe does and was like, you need to do this too, was three things the couple has to write down. Each one of the couples has to write down three things that they love about each other and then send them to me directly, but neither of them read it. And so that's kind of the point that people remember about the, the service. And I was thinking, okay, because there was a pretty long, both of them wrote pretty long and extensive things. But as I'm reading it, there are certain points where I don't like, I don't get the inside joke, but apparently a lot of the friends in the family get the joke. And so they just burst out laughing. And there's just this raucous, like this raucous environment as I'm reading, because that's part of the homily too. It's right before the exchange of the rings and the blessing. Everyone's laughing and all that. We get through with it and end up going out. Of course, I'm drenched. Unfortunately, my white alb is like half like soaked in, you know, me. And the thing that people would come up, oh, that was such a great service. That was so phenomenal. That was wonderful. Like I love, but they kept going back to the the three things. It's like that is so unique. That is so wonderful. And Joe has had 430 weddings in his career in the past five, I think five, six years, he's had 430 weddings. And he, like, he, he swears, he swears to God, that's the thing that sticks out most to people. Needless to say, people would come up, it didn't matter if I screwed up on something else, which, you know, I was, I was relatively good in every, every other respect. But the thing that I kept getting complimented over and over again was, Oh, that was such a unique, that was such a unique homily. That was such a unique sermon. I've never heard something like that before. Such an enjoyable wedding. Thank you so much. That was really memorable. It's like, it made nice. me feel good. Was a, that was a, a kind, of, kind of a boost. But of course, it was it was dampened by the fact that I didn't know how to deal with uh, kind of the external stuff that, uh, you know, the heat and stuff like that. And so I had a wedding literally the next day you know, 24 hours from there. And so started to have to figure out, okay, this was a problem here. And the next wedding, this one was indoors. The next one was outdoors and it was going to be 90 degrees again. How was I going to deal with that? I already, I, I know, should I tell you what I would do? And then you can tell me if you did it. This is what I would do. And I'm wondering right now, I'm hoping that you know what I'm about to say because I've told this to you before and I have sworn and I have sworn by it there it's a two-part system you can use each part independently but they work in tandem I'm not going to list the first thing the second thing though is using gold bond medicated and just lathering up and just throwing it all over the place everywhere and just getting it all up in there that's great <laughs> that is that works miracles honestly <laughs> honestly it's a miracle worker afterwards i had been asked and this was one of the first wedding couples for new jersey anyway that i had been talking to and joe has been the master of saying no to people and learning how to because a lot of couples will ask for these extra things and this couple asked oh would you say grace over dinner what I didn't realize is that dinner would take place about an hour and 15 minutes after the wedding ended. 
And so not only was I there three hours oh before the wedding, gosh. but I would have to be there for another hour and a half after the wedding as well. And no one talked to me about the the blessing uh, for for the dinner. And so I'm, for the longest time, I end up just going up to the bridal suite. No one's there because the couple is down there socializing, take pictures, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm just chilling and trying to cool down, trying to, you know, just compose myself uh enough and (laughs) at one point the bridal party comes in and they start having this this whole like in-depth conversation that i don't want to be part of so i end up leaving going down the stairs and uh i'm like i i'm texting joe because he's going to be the one who picks me up because he's got a wedding right down the street but his wedding's not done yet and so i've got to wait there for another couple of minutes and i'm like uh what do i do i don't know what do i do and he said, oh, just take an Uber. Take an Uber back. No, no, I'm just, I'll wait for you. I've been here, I, I've been here for 45 minutes after the wedding. You're going to be another 40 minutes, whatever. <sighs> Thank God. Thank God I didn't take an Uber. Because literally as he's texting me, I'm 10 minutes out. I hear the DJ down on the dance floor say, and now we would like to invite Father Rick's to come give the blessing for the meal tonight. I was like, oh my god, no one talked to me about this. I, Aside from when we had that initial conversation, and after the wedding, like before the wedding and after the wedding, even though I talked to the people who were in charge, no one had mentioned anything about this. And so suddenly I was like, oh fuck. Okay, so I've got to improvise something immediately. And luckily I'm in the bridal suite where the groom and bride end up walking down the stairs, and I'm just sitting there and I was like, Oh, okay, I'll just do that too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that seems appropriate. And so I come down the stairs. And the most interesting thing, again, there's like 150 people sitting sitting at all these tables. I, I start walking down the stairs. People, like, look up because um, the DJ's like, oh, there he is, there he is, or whatever. And uh, one person starts going... No one else oh, is doing gosh. that. It's like, okay, all right, all right. I, you know, I thought this would be a thing. And so they've got the dance floor. Obviously, they've got the the couple, the the bride and groom, the husband and wife now at the 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 main table, and it's just the two of them. And then everyone else is kind of around, and then you got the dance floor in front. And I walk up to the DJ, and he's like, "Oh, just stand anywhere. You can, you know, you can do it from here. You can do it where." And me, being the person that I am, where do you think that I went? In front of the speaker? I went into the center of the dance floor. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And obviously facing the couple, or whatever, you know, gave gave a very... I've become very good at improvising just a, a general celebration, right? And going to the prayer and all that. And I literally cannot remember... But I think people applauded after the prayer, but everything kind of blacked out <laughs> after I was done. I was just like, I, I just got done with it. I'm totally done. That is it. I am out of here. All you know is that you were walking out and people were happy and applauding and it was great. And somehow you fucking did it and you just had to get the fuck out of there. It just totally was kind of a, a mind blank. Because I, I, I was just, the adrenaline was pumping so hard. So just get through this. Just get through this. Do it. Do it. Do it. You're going to be okay. Wow. So then. So, and so. So then Father Joe picks you up and is like, how was it? And you are and you just unload on him, like, from the beginning to the end. What happened with Father Joe when you, 
when he asked how it went. Okay, dude, you made me get there three hours early. Come on, but... But he's letting you live with him for free. He's giving you money. He's lining you up with all these weddings. He's doing everything he can to help you. Like... (laughs) Who who am I to complain, right? And especially when it comes to, like, this whole thing of the... The biggest thing was the fact that the couple had a, uh, when they had registered, they gave me the time and then changed it to an hour later. That was the most frustrating part because I would not have minded getting there two hours early, but three hours, man, that was that was the most frustrating thing. But it was a good learning experience. That's good. I was gonna say with with all that time, and obviously every you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I would have been super pissed, but could have sat there and reflected for two hours on. Wow, I'm in. Yeah, you did a lot. Okay, you did a lot of that. All right, I did a lot of praying. Yeah, but how funny would it be if for the next thirty years, anytime they bring out the photo album, every time they break it out and they're going to say Don't yeah even say that. Rick, he was Don't just even so sweaty and then they and then they turn the page and they look at the other photos right that's going to be that's going to do you do you remember the priest who yeah. oh yeah the sweaty one <laughs> you know the sweaty guy i guarantee you has joe shared anything with you about when he started doing weddings some of the things that tripped him up or things that happened to him while he was uh, becoming a master of his craft. Yes, he has. I can't remember any particular details, but he shares a lot of them, like just just pieces of advice, um, which I'm sure were kind of reoccurring issues and stuff like that. And to be totally honest, for the two weddings that I did, every single major point of like things could go wrong, weird things could happen, stuff like that. Anything that happened was something that he shared, and I was like, thank you. I like I'm so grateful for your your experience because I would I probably would not have known what to do uh in those instances. It was oh, it was wild. <laughs> no, it's just I'm I'm really excited to hear what I'm hearing I'm hearing all this information and here you are taking a moment to just pause, collect your thoughts breathe because i can already tell you're having to relive the experience and i'm just laughing at your expense because i'm looking forward to hearing what happens next i need a break hold on let's okay. just let's just pa- pause, for pause. A we we're can... hitting pause